0: Hi, everyone. My name is Sean Beck, and I play Fancy Lee on Killjoys. You're listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast.
1: You're listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And a big thank you to Sean Beck and Mark Decote over at Solo Talk Media for that very fancy intro.
2: We're talking about the season one finale of Killjoys, Escape Velocity. And while we will talk about anything and everything from the episode, well, there aren't any more future episodes, so I don't know how many spoilers there can be, but we'll talk about this episode. (laughs) That's fair. We didn't even get a
3: preview or anything about next season on Killjoys because it hasn't been renewed yet. Why? But I'm confident that it will be. Yes. Yeah,
1: me too. First, we'll give our quick reviews, then we'll talk about notable elements and stuff that made us happy, and we'll conclude by discussing the questions we have after watching this week's episode and the season.
3: Yeah. So getting started with our quick reviews, I thought this was a great finale. I loved how it picked up all these little threads from throughout the season and brought them into play here like it really made clear why they chose to show us certain things in particular episodes over the season and i just i thought it was great the way that it wove it all together and i also love that we got to see all of our important recurring characters here and again i'm just like desperate now to hear that the show has been renewed for a second season even though i'm pretty confident it has been i'm going to be anxious until i hear it for sure
2: I loved it, loved it, loved it. It was a great finale that tied together all the character threads and all these social and political aspects of the show that we've been seeing. And put our beloved crew in in the middle of this whole precarious situation on Westerly. Dust doesn't want to choose sides, but she's getting drawn into the whole conflict anyway. And I just I knew with everything building up that there would be a cliffhanger coming, that they couldn't resolve everything and I wasn't disappointed and I, I loved how it was presented and those that those last scene and everything and I just when will this show get picked up for a second season? Because I need it. I want it. I want it now. So loved it. Loved it. <laughs>
1: Not big on patience, eh, Annie? It's hard. I know it is. Because yeah. I also loved it. I loved
3: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just to be clear. I <laughs> loved it. Yes. Yes. Trying to
3: get just 17 syllables out of each of those words. <laughs>
1: loved it. There you go. <laughs> A billion things happened in this episode. And as you were mentioning, Stephanie, it really feels like they picked up all the little loose threads that they've been planting all season and pulling them together. And I know that's a mixed metaphor, and I don't care. (laughs) But that's exactly what I want in a season finale, you know? Yes, me too. And with the added bonus of some great character development in there, Mm -hmm. which uh, they've been doing all season, and I I just – I think it's great.
3: Can you tell that I like the series? I I think you might. I think you might. (laughs) I'm
2: trying to be subtle about it. (laughs) I love your non-subtlety about it. And it makes me more excited about it.
3: And we got a tweet from Richard just saying, this was a great season finale. Can't wait for next season because of course it will be renewed. Of course, Richard. Of course it will. Thank
0: you for being positive. We also got a voice
1: message from
3: Rebecca.
0: It's Rebecca calling from Canada uh, at Rebecca Barrick on Twitter. And I just wanted to call and talk about how blown away I was by the season finale of Killjoys. This whole season has been fantastic. And I'm not sure I have the words to properly express how I felt after watching the finale. Um, most of my thoughts were in a lot of all caps and exclamation marks. But I just, I thought it was fantastic. They did such a great job. Had so many favorite moments from the episode. Way too many to list them all. But uh, some of the top ones were the fight scene with Dutch in the level six with the crazy eye stabbing, which I totally saw coming as soon as I saw the pin on his jacket, but it didn't make it any less gross. And Johnny, of course, saving the day with his stop licking my partner line was fantastic. The look that uh, Dutch and Davin gave each other as as Dutch and Johnny were heading to crash and Davin was staying behind was was so intense. It was such a great moment. And uh Johnny, with his stay safe Dav under his breath as they had to leave the planet, was pretty heartbreaking. I'm hoping obviously everyone is that it gets resolved quickly in the second season if there's a second season, and uh the interaction between Dutch and delcea is so great. I really hope we get to see more of that relationship. It's hilarious the uh this show for me is it's so. It strikes the perfect balance between creative and interesting world building I think and and just wonderful storytelling and character development like you don't get to see on many shows it's It's only been ten episodes, and I care so much about these characters. I'm so grateful to Michelle Lorvetta for creating this world and these characters. I'm such a huge lost girl fan I have been for years and it's beautiful timing for her to give us this amazing show to watch and, and love just as Lost Girl is coming to an end. Not that it's going to replace Lost Girl for me. Nothing ever could. Uh, but this show is a gift in itself. And, uh, I love it so much. I think, uh, you know, it's developed a very devoted fan base very quickly. And, and that's a testament to how good it is, uh, right away. Anyway, hopefully we won't have to wait too long for an announcement about the second season, and uh, thanks so much for the podcast. I really enjoy it. I listen all the time. So thanks so much, and can't wait to hear your thoughts on this season finale. Bye!
1: Thanks for sending that in, Rebecca. And I think you're right
0: that it's sort of fitting
1: that this series is starting up as Law School is starting to end, because they they do have certain things in common, I I feel like. The importance of friendship, especially –
2: Enza wrote us, and she said this was an amazing episode. Michelle Avreda is really getting into Whedon territory for me, and it scares me since he kills every character that the audience loves. True. That would would scare me too, Enza. (laughs) The action, the one-liners, the emotions, the twists, all the secondary characters we know and love, everything was in this episode. I'm in love with this show, with its characters. I want to hang out with every one of them. Yes, even Klein, but him in a cell, and not me in the cell. I'm sure he's pretty (laughs) interesting. It's been a while since I've been so invested in a show. So good show, Michelle. And yes, I agree with you, Enza, about Klein, too. As long as I'm oh, far away from him, but can kind of <laughs> talk know. to him.
3: I know. It's like, you stay on this side of the room. I'll stay over here. <laughs> yeah. We can talk. <laughs> but please don't get anywhere near me. <laughs> but then I'm like, but would you want to talk to him?
1: Because I feel like he'd just be manipulating me the whole time. Oh, I still think it'd be super
3: interesting. Yeah, but that's what's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You weirdos! Okay. I know.
3: I would still talk to Klein. Okay. I think he's super interesting. That's that's fair, I guess.
1: <laughs> you you talk to him and you keep him busy, and I'll stay somewhere safe.
3: <laughs> See, it sounds like a plan. We we work together on this, Chris. All right,
1: I'll I'll keep an eye on him with my hand on my gut in my thigh holster. <laughs> if we're in the world of killjoys, right? I mean, come yeah. on.
3: You would. You would have a world.
1: uh, I'm totally
2: uh, picturing Chris in like a blue leather jacket now with her hand on her thigh holster gun. (laughs) My laser gun. I think it'd
3: be a good look for you.
2: I I think it's a pretty badass look. Yes. Thank you.
4: (laughs) We also got a voice message from Marcella. Hi everyone, so this last episode of Killjoys was so beautiful that by the end I was in tears. I was just staring at the screen, whispering to myself, Oh my god, what just happened? And I was crying and sobbing because it's it's beautiful. This last episode is the entire season. It's something beautiful. It's something beautiful to watch. And, um, you know, because the plot is really, really interesting and the cast is super talented I just hope that we'll be able to, um, to watch season two. Because to me, it feels like all these characters have so many stories to tell. So I, I just hope that we'll be able to, to hear what they have to say. Yeah, this episode was absolutely beautiful. And I was, I was shocked because everything that happened, I wasn't expecting any of that. And, you know, this, this is a brand new and fresh TV show. It's something that no one was expecting, so I just hope that it will be given a chance.
3: And I'm totally with you, Marcella. I love this cast, and and we've said it before. It's it's so great that we have such a great dynamic main cast, but then we also have this fantastic, wide-reaching cast of supporting characters. And we all got to we got to see them all in this finale. I was just mm-hmm. really pleased that we got to see everybody that I was interested in.
1: And I mean, it was, it was pretty much every main character who's been in more than one episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Cause we
3: got, we got Delsaia. Delsaia Kendry. I'm not sure what to call her. Cause Saya, it sounds like, is a title. a T- title, yeah. Mm-hmm. So is her first name Del? I think so. I mean, so. so uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what to call her. So can I call her Del? Should I call her Saya Kendry? It feels, I just feel like I need to call her Delsaia Kendry. Or, I mean, they've called me her Delsaia before. Okay, so
1: okay. I think it's safe to call her Delcea.
3: Okay, I'll call her Delcea then. So we got Delcea. We got Bellish for a scene. There was Potter and Alvis and Pre. Hills even came back. Mm-hmm. Like they gave us so many of our of our beloved recurring characters.
2: And they fit them all in effectively and just the episode was so well written and just tightly written and nothing dragged and everything came together and yet still had a cliffhanger. So yeah, it was a really effective use of screen time for everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, we even got to see Carlene again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she got killed off. I'm like, wait, I was really I starting to like her and all her piercings and her cool hair. And <laughs> I
1: know. I, I was line. literally thinking, you know, I'm glad Carlene's back. I, I hope she'll be on more often next season. And then she turns around and there's <laughs> and Klein. And I'm like,
3: ah. I had the exact same reaction. <laughs> Klein, you butthead.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> You are a butthead, Klein. <laughs> I just – and then he's, like, about to torture her for the strange liquid, and I'm like, wow, that must really be some super-duper computer, so.
3: <laughs> well, and that was interesting to me. We're moving, moving into sort of notable elements of the episode. The fact that he didn't care about the files that Johnny c- took. He yeah. wanted the liquid back. Because, I mean, they, the files later sent information to Johnny – Yeah. Mm -hmm. After they'd finished processing. So he didn't even bother after he'd killed Carlene to take the files.
2: Yeah. So it seems like he doesn't, he might not care potentially if Johnny knows what's in the files, which made Johnny go, oh shit, and figure out that Klein's doing some genetic modification or some of the weird rumors that Bellish was talking about, which could be Mm -hmm. connected to Red 17. It doesn't seem like Klein was concerned about it. He just wanted the liquid back, which he retrieved, right? Because Davin saw him coming out of the Royal so yeah that was
3: not a great hiding spot johnny under a glass really yeah the glass was clear dude did yeah. you not realize the glass was clear <laughs> oh i thought it
2: was a regular glass but yeah still not much of an effort to hide it it was
3: yeah. it was a regular glass that's oh, what i'm saying okay. like it was just like a regular drinking glass it looked like that he put over the top of it i'm like really is that a good hiding
2: I thought it spot? it was a metal one
1: i didn't think it was clear but okay okay it looked clear to me but i could be wrong yeah. i watched it on a tiny screen I watched it on a huge TV, so I don't think it was clear. Okay, so they're probably right. Okay, so here's the message that Denise sent. She said, Davin is screwed, feels for fancy, Elvis is amazing, Dutch may love Davin, Delcea rules, Klein may be Dutch's dad, Pre is our heart, and Potter is brave.
2: Aww.
1: Aww.
3: <sighs> I forgot to mention this last episode, but Johnny steals the liquid from that weird computer thing, which was just like sitting out in a hallway. (laughs) If it was so valuable, I feel like, I mean, granted, they were on a floor that was supposed to be restricted. Well, it was
2: on a restricted floor, yeah. But I
3: feel like they should have had an extra level of, I don't know, key card passes or something, but it just seemed to be out in the middle of an abandoned type hallway with nobody around it. I don't know. I don't think it was a hallway,
1: was it? Well, I it was a room. I don't know what that
3: was. It was a room, but it was like this big empty place with nobody in it. I don't know.
2: I know you love to poke holes in this kind of stuff, Stephanie, but sometimes you just got to let it go.
3: <laughs> Is this where I say no? No! I will not.
2: <sighs> so stubborn. <laughs> I am. But it's what I love about you. And it just makes me shake my head and giggle. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair.
1: I think that's most of our reactions to each other, isn't it? I know.
2: It? <laughs> it just makes me giggle when Stephanie is annoyed. That little plot blips.
1: <laughs> it just makes me giggle when Stephanie's
2: annoyed in general.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to
2: say, but then... I Anyways, was, but then I was trying to be nice and tack something on. <laughs> and Stephanie's like, I hate you both. <laughs> Moving on before we annoy editing me, which yeah, no you've kidding. probably
1: already done.
3: Yeah, We also got confirmation here that... Potter is from one of the nine but
1: is disowned. Yeah, I knew Sadly. she was one of the nine.
3: Yeah. I was speculating on that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they revealed she was from Crash pretty quickly, but I think they there were pretty big signs back last couple episodes that she was from one of the nine families. So good mm-hmm. call, Annie.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Although I was sad what her mom said. Just damn, that was cold.
3: No. I have
2: yeah, no daughter.
3: daughter. What?
1: Yeah.
2: So she screwed up a little bit in medical school. Okay, more than a little bit. But, you know, stuff happens. But uh, apparently the crushy are too good for that and don't believe in forgiveness. I don't know. And then we also had
3: that genetic bomb that was introduced in One Blood came back, as as we suspected, and was used against the Nine. We didn't get enough information to know what family they eliminated because not everybody died, just... Yeah, I was
2: about to ask you guys, I kind of missed that. I was like, who exactly did Delsaia get rid of? I did think that was a neat twist when Dutch and Johnny were going to protect Delsaia, and she's like, oh, and she just steps on the genetic bomb and activates it when they thought it was going to be used against her instead. So it kind of revealed her end game. So I guess she just got rid of her enemies within the nine, I suppose.
1: Well, you remember as she's leading Dutch through the gathering she points out i think four families right Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: or three three or four and then whatever her family is and well kendry obviously and then mentions the other one that she's got control of now because of the baby Mm -hmm. and then she says the rest can burn oh yeah okay so whoever died is obviously one of at least one of those families i figure but Potter's mom was not amongst those who died. Well, she was one of the ones that Delsea pointed out. So okay. presumably, yeah. not, not the one that...
3: Yeah, and jo- Johnny said that, that she was okay later. Granted, Johnny was trying to lie, but I think he was telling the truth about that. Mm-hmm. I noticed a lot of, going back to sort of what Denise mentioned, I noticed a lot of longing looks between Dutch and Davin here, even though it seems like their relationship is not, between the three of them is not fully cemented. In this episode, there was still – there was there was stuff there, it seemed like.
2: Yeah. There's yep. a lot of lingering issues and feelings, I think, left over from the last few episodes. But I knew when there was that last look that Davin and Dutch gave each other before they separated in Old Town, I was like, oh, this isn't going to turn out good. Yep. That's going to be one of the last – because it was such a pointed shot. I was like, yep. that's going to be the last time she sees him for a while. But I was like, oh, it's still, you know – made my heart skip a beat but what i'm seeing is a lot of longing looks of Delcea towards dutch <laughs> i mean when she greets dutch and she's wearing practically nothing i'm like hello let it all hang out delsea i just uh that's why i was tweeting about it, it just cracked me up
3: yeah i so. had the feeling that if johnny had not been there <laughs> 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 that uh, she would not have put on that dress. Yeah. I think more would have been coming off if uh, mm-hmm. if Johnny had not been there. Or at least she
1: would have stayed that way a little longer.
3: A little longer, yeah. yeah. But Davin, poor, well-intentioned Davin, goes after Klein to try to help Dutch. And now he's on Arkin and I, uh, Davin. Oh! I just i I know he was trying to help her, but I just want to shake him and be like, "You
2: idiot! Why did you go after that guy by yourself?" I know, I know. And then I'm like, "Davin, that uh, you better be careful. Don't follow him, and you look kind of obvious." And ugh, so
1: I know. Like, let's think about this, Davin, because we know that this guy Dutch finds threatening. We know that Dutch can beat you up by the transitive property. <laughs> By the transitive property, you know, this guy couldn't kick your ass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. And then he did. Mm hmm. And poor Davin gets shocked again. And really beat up. Two episodes in a
3: row. That's true. I've forgotten he got shocked last episode. That's true. And in that confrontation between Klein and Davin, Klein said that he killed Dutch's husband. Mm -hmm. And we'd, we'd kind of been speculating about that. And I, I still, don't know if I if we can fully rule out that Dutch might have had something to do with him dying if maybe Clyde manipulated her into killing him, but I, I think here this is a pretty good confirmation that he was the one who actually did the killing. Right.
1: I mean, the way he says it to Davin, as if Davin is the next threat that he must eliminate mm-hmm. following Dutch's husband, you know, it seems like the relationship between Dutch and her husband maybe wasn't what we were thinking last week, or what right. I was thinking last week. But I don't mm-hmm. know. We still don't have enough information,
2: really. Mm-hmm. But Klein is just not a fan of Dutch's boyfriends slash significant others. I mean, it was interesting what he was saying to Davin, saying, you're the reason she put herself in danger for you and your brother over and over again. And you know, the kill warrant on Davin is why Klein was in Dutch's life again. So does he... You know, blame the Jacoby brothers for that, for Dutch being in more danger. And I'm like, well, Dutch can pretty much take care of herself. So why is he so upset about that?
3: Yeah, that line that he had about, you know, you brought me into her life again. Mm -hmm. It hit me really hard. I just thought, oh, I knew he revealed last week that that's what got her on his radar again. But just the way he phrased it like that and really putting the blame on Davin. I just yeah, it really hit me hard. And I thought, oh,
2: poor Davin. Mm hmm. So was Klein just waiting for Dutch to get a kill warrant? That's what he said, yeah. Yeah, To so, so that he would be in her life again. But what, what's the point of it, and what does it have to do with Dutch being marked for Red 17 and this whole, you know...
3: Well, it, what Klein said was that he was waiting for her to take on a kill warrant because that si- was a signal to him that she was ready to start their work again, is how he phrased it. So the idea that she'd be willing to just kill people again, because that was the whole split that they have is she got tired Mm -hmm. of being an assassin essentially. And she went to being a killjoy where she would kill people, but only in self-defense. So that was the sign to him. If he took a kill warrant,
1: even though she became a killjoy at level five, which takes kill warrants. So yeah. Okay. Or
2: can take kill warrants, but she never did. But then does that mean that Klein thinks she's ready for level six? And does he, you know, it just scares me if, if, You know, he wants her for Red 17, which doesn't look like a happy place. No.
1: Well, but now you're moving into the questions that we have.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We
1: also
3: had the bombing of Old Town. Oh, my God. (sighs) Yeah, I liked the way that they brought it up in the script was, I think John says they're going to sugar point it, or they're going to turn it into sugar point. Mm -hmm. I think Dutch said it, but yeah. Yeah, they're
2: going to sugar point it.
3: Yeah, and I liked that because like, oh... You know, great, it's pulling in another element from, Mm. you know, back in episode two. So we got a sense of this is what's going to happen here. Mm -hmm. Again, I just feel like the way that they wrote this season was really, really smart, just all really leading to this finale. In practically every episode, we got an element that was brought up in this finale.
1: Yeah, I thought so, too. Also, we got to find out that the rumors are at least kind of true. Because level 6 killjoys and red 17 on Arkin, it, like, it's all a thing that is actually happening.
2: Yeah. And uh, it's terrifying. Yeah, we'd heard all these hints throughout the season and Arken being mentioned as a dead moon, but I'm like, it's gonna come back, it's gonna come back, and how it all came together in that last gorgeous shot was just pretty cool. So, oh,
1: well, But remember, on episode 6, I believe it was Spider specifically mentioned that they're training level 6 killjoys on Arken. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're not training them, but maybe they're
3: making making them. them?
2: Making. I don't them. know.
3: Yeah. Because we got to see another level six killjoy in this episode, and like Klein, who seemed completely impervious to being stabbed in the stomach multiple times, this guy gets stabbed in the eye and was and doesn't even flinch. Just
1: brushes it off. So disturbing.
3: Mm-hmm. But moving from disturbing things into stuff that made us happy, Chris, were you happy to see that that Bellish was safe?
1: So relieved. And I liked her line about, um, you know, basically something along the lines of she didn't have enough time. Like, it was it was over so
2: quickly, she didn't have enough time to even grab her gun. To grab her gun. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can totally picture her grabbing her gun and, you know, just doing a whole spray of bullets all badass, you know, towards the bad guys. I'm like, I would have liked to have seen that that standoff.
1: It would have been cool. Next season, maybe. Yeah,
3: yeah I'm kind of – I'd like to know more about Belish's backstory. Obviously, she's a broker – for warrants, but I wonder if she was ever a Killjoy herself.
2: She was, they said so. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I was like, is she a former Killjoy? And How do you retire from Killjoys?
3: Mm. But more, I'd love like a a Bellish, I don't know, something coming from Bellish's past and she has to take up the gun again and join the team for an episode. That'd be fun. (laughs) Let's
1: do it next season. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) I
1: say like, we write the show. We don't write the show. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I was really excited to see where the Nines meeting was held because it was at the Royal York Hotel.
0: Which I didn't also catch used. that.
3: You didn't? No. <laughs> I knew it as soon as they had that gorgeous shot of the spiral staircase overhead. Oh. I was like, Oh, spiral staircase, huh? Hmm. And so in the next shot I was like, Yep, that's the Royal York Hotel. And and this this was also used as a set on on Lost Girl. It was Valhalla. And so then I was like Delcea's setting off that bomb That's what interrupted Kenzie's wedding the, That <laughs> meanie head Ch- Chase tail away yeah, I know <laughs> Darn you Delsea But please keep flirting with Dutch because I like it <laughs> <laughs>
2: I like it when Dutch pulls her in when she's putting the dress on. I was I like, Oh I know, I getting know. Getting heavy and handsy, aren't you, Dutch? I you know. rough her up, why don't you? I ya? feel
3: like the, the sexual tension between Dutch and Delset. you could, you could mm. cut a knife through
2: it. I know.
1: <laughs> well, she's one hell of a snapper. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ooh. Say it again. Say it again, Chris.
3: <laughs> but- but I can't decide, like, I think it's just so delicious, be- but I, I feel like, I, I don't know if I actually want them to do anything about it, I, I, I just kind of want yeah. it to be there and just, like, crackle. You like the US tea, do you? Yes, I I think I do, for these two, because there'd be, a, I think, a weird power dynamic type of thing, right, if if anything were to ever happen. Though, I, I can't rule out the possibility of enjoying Dutch, trying to seduce her for some reason, I'm I'm open to it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but Delsa is too smart for that. I, but she'd still enjoy it, you know. <laughs> but yes, delicious, yum. Oh, but Delsa is go. a is a little um,
3: quirky, a little eccentric. She is. So who knows? I also really liked Johnny's amusement at Delsa flirting with yeah. Dutch in this episode, where he's kind of like hiding a smile as, she, as he notices <laughs> how much she's into how, she, how much she's into Dutch. And I thought that Dutch looked great at the gathering that she went to with Delsaia. There was a part where she was she had her either her back or her shoulder up against a pillar, and I was just reminded of my so called life. And I just thought to myself, "Ugh, oh, she leans
2: great." <laughs> Dutch in her tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> Get your tight pants over here, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll bet she wants her tight pants over there." <laughs> do Do we think that was a nod to Firefly? Probably.
3: Oh uh, yeah, I saw that reference. But Dutch wouldn't be Captain Tight Pants. She would be Killjoy Tight Pants. I don't know. What yeah. would what, what her title be? <laughs> Level 5 Tight Pants? <laughs> oh, I like that. Level 5 Tight Pants. <laughs> partner Boss Tight Pants. There we go. <laughs> Speaking of Partner Boss, it was so nice to see teamwork in this episode. And, like, David had a nice little storyline, but I, I kind of liked that in the finale we got a lot of of johnny and dutch together mm-hmm. but that davin was still helping them yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely just not
1: physically with them
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because i especially liked it when dutch was was being strangled by the level six killjoys guy and he licks her why do they always have to be gross and lick people and then John shoots him as like, and I'm John Jacoby. Stop licking my partner.
0: <laughs> no
2: licking allowed.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that, that was, was a great, great moment
3: for Johnny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was. It was like, yeah, you tell him, Johnny. I really love the moment when the bombers were coming, and and it, it's just it's so great how. Johnny and Dutch, they go in and, you know, they're not going to leave people behind. They're like, okay, let's get everybody to ground and let's sound the alarm. And then the ala- alarm got sounded and they're like, okay, let's go through the tunnels. But just that they, you know, care about the Westerlands. And even though Dutch said earlier, she didn't want to be drawn into the whole conflict. And then for a second, I was like horrified that Pri was going to stay behind. I was like, Pri, stop Thinking looking around, oh. get get underground. And then he's like good night sweet girl and i'm like oh not the royal <laughs> yeah so i guess
3: it's a good thing that we didn't name our podcast after the royal because it might not oh, be that's there that's right for season i was thinking two. that too
2: that's right mm-hmm. yeah yeah but uh so good night to the royal but uh, i love when free's drinking the the hawk this is like 50 year old pressed hawk the 60. bombers can pry it Oh, 60-year-old, the Bombers can pry it from my dead, beautiful fingers. <laughs> he's like, I got my priorities.
3: It was nice to have it, letting Pre have a moment by himself with his bar, because that's, mm-hmm. I think, the first time we've gotten Pre by himself, and yeah. he was just so great. I love Tom Allison in that role. I think he's great. Me, Me too. too.
1: All of the supporting players are fantastic, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: very entertaining yeah. on Twitter.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a very end-of-the-world type of, of episode, and so there were a lot of goodbye moments for people. And But I thought they were all done nicely. They didn't get too cheesy or maudlin with them. So we had Prey saying goodbye to his bar, and then we had—it's it's hard to put it on a list of things that made us happy, but like later in the episode when Hills went to the the royal to— have a drink and there's that couple there who's dancing.
2: Oh yeah, those beautiful. I, it was
3: beautiful. It was like was a like, sinking oh. of the Titanic kind of moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh and then we have that really nice moment between Johnny and Potter where Johnny, Johnny lies to her and said that her mother said nice things about her and uh she says to him you're a better man than liar John Jacoby. Yeah. I'll even forgive her for doing that thing that I hate where people say they're the character's full names because <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a very kind lie, but she saw right through it. And yeah. I love how Pree and Potter hugged before they yeah, separated. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, really happy that Alvis and Potter and hopefully all the Westerlands down there are safe and that Pree got off with the crew on the on Lucy. So Yeah, I love that
3: moment too when Potter chose to stay with Alvis in Old Town. Because, mm-hmm. you know, just a couple episodes ago where she had to confess to Johnny about her jack addiction she was like see so i'm not this noble person i got kicked off of crash and i ended up here mm. but yeah. when worse comes to work she stays with the westerlands and people who really need her yeah see you are a good person potter i knew you were Aww. yeah
1: jumping back a little bit but since we're talking about potter that line about read the room
3: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> cracked me up yeah i tweeted about it and and sarah power who plays potter responded that that was her favorite line of the entire season
2: yeah it was a great line it was a great line what was that in relation to i can't remember
1: oh she was telling johnny to tell my mother i love her or or don't i don't know read the room
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's right (laughs) it was funny how she kept going yeah but yeah and yeah (laughs) she couldn't decide I'm curious what the note said that she gave him. Yeah. Or if it was something like really important to the survival of Westerly or something. Yeah. I don't know.
3: She indicated
1: that it was about what was really going on on Westerly.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, because she said she wanted to stay because the reason why they were in this situation was like her family's fault, Mm. which is, again, oh, she's staying and sticking around for the little people. So she is a good person. I love her.
3: (laughs) And speaking of Alvis, I really liked that scene where we see him escape from prison.
2: Mm -hmm. Those are some awesome prayer beads. I use prayer beads on a daily basis. I want my prayer beads to do that. Maybe I should separate them. (laughs) That might be
3: dangerous, Annie. There are some really neat weapons in this universe. That's something Mm -hmm. I'll say for Killjoys as well. I feel like we've seen a couple of very unique type of weapons, and I like that. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it's a very ingenious show. Uh, for how it presents its world and its weapons, and just the look of it is beautiful.
3: I will say though, I know we're in the stuff that made us happy section. Just the one thing that that I questioned this episode on Uh-oh. is they had Alvis wearing a shirt the entire Uh-oh. time. Why? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought he looked pretty cute in that uh, in that prison jumper, just because it was a different look for him. He did. he did, yeah. <laughs> Even but bloodied and bowed, he looks
1: attractive. So. Yeah. What is? What did he say? Like it's. Something about granting a sexy dying man his last wish. There we go. Yeah, granting that's, that's a sexy it. dying yeah. man's last wish or something.
3: Like,
2: yes, you are. Hello. And <laughs> I can hear Stephanie in my head going, oh, yes. And even I am now on the hunky monk train. And I'm like, God, he's cute. God,
3: he's, <laughs> he's cute. He's really cute. Oh, and, no. and and seeing Dutch and Johnny and Davin dressed up in those robes, and like, that yellow does not work on everybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool to see them go undercover. And I was, and yeah. was like... Come on, you've always wanted the cape thing. <laughs>
3: <So>. <laughs> but it, it was it was interesting to me that none of neither of the the guys went shirtless. They all had shirts on under their robes.
2: Oh, okay.
3: I would have figured, especially for David, because he's such a the beefcake of the show. They would have made mm-hmm. him go shirtless. But
1: they do oh, well. they do like excuses to get him shirtless. So I yeah. know. Yeah, that you mentioned so it, surprised it, me that they
3: didn't take the opportunity.
1: But Dutch does look good in a hood, I've noticed. She
3: does. Yes. She does look good in a hood. Mm-hmm. Like in, in the last episode where she's sitting sitting in the Ramalama ding dong and she has the hood up. she, she looks so cute I know. and vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I did think that was a beautiful moment when Johnny was reciting the prayer. It's really yeah. fascinating to listen to and uh, just uh, their relation to the, you know, the earth and the trees and everything. So I got to go back and watch it again Me because too. I haven't mm-hmm. watched it again. But just interesting how he'd read up on it. And I wonder if he has a slight interest in religion, even though Davin's teasing him about it later. But still, it's it's a nice side to see of John.
3: Yeah, I'm thinking maybe he did actually read the book that Hunky Monk had given mm-hmm. to Davin to yeah. give to, to Johnny.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he says as much that he read some of it.
3: Yeah, and then the Rat King makes that comment to to Johnny because he tries to say, you know, I'm not a real, I'm not a real Scarback. And the Rat King says something in response to him that insinuated, like maybe that's his real calling is is yeah. to be a, a man of of religion rather than a killjoy. Mm. At least
1: that's kind of how I I understood the line. I'm not a real believer. I think is what Johnny says. Yeah, mm. yeah, but yeah. Again, this is sort of what I was r- referencing earlier in terms of getting lots of character development. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is an interesting
2: addition to Johnny's character, I think. I could I could maybe see that. Or, you know, a phase he might go through. It doesn't
3: mean he has to be celibate, does it? Because I still think that he and Potter <laughs> might make a good couple.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think Johnny would go for that part. <laughs> maybe he just likes the reading.
3: They might need to give him a different color cape, though. The yellow really was not working for his skin color. <laughs> I also like the
1: line that uh, Dutch says to Alvis, the, I'm not picking sides, I'm picking my team.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah. And then they, they had another great exchange where Dutch says, stay safe, and Hunky Monk says, stay you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Because she should. Alvis and Dutch. She should stay mm-hmm. her. She should stay
2: her. Yes, definitely stay her.
3: Yeah, it was great seeing
2: the Westerlands really band together here. Mm-hmm. And I liked how Hills became surprisingly sympathetic at the end, and then he's like, Ah, oh, I've been doing the, you know, I don't have the stomach for this anymore, and let them go. And I I forgot that he was a Westerlin, and how Dutch appealed to that. And then he even tells his men, well, you can stay here if you want, but Papa needs a drink, and to see him in the Royale afterwards. And then to have that, you know, it's it's that whole beautiful, beautiful montage with, The song, which I loved, it's called Firebug by Animalia. when Westerly is being bombed. Such a beautiful sequence, even if Westerly is being destroyed. It's like beautiful and terrible at the same time, much like the rainstorm we were referring to. And, you know, the song's going and everything, and that couple's dancing, and then suddenly the royal gets blown up, and I was like, oh shit. So, you know, quite a jarring impact there.
3: Yeah, I liked how in this episode, Chris, you mentioned character development. I felt like suddenly Hills just had a whole lot more depth to him here. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's bunches of stuff that I liked about this episode that I didn't mention. There was just so much going on that was
1: that was really great. And so many really good lines.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Shut
1: up, Lucy.
3: Shutting up.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Lucy always gets told to shut up. I know. Yeah. Poor Lucy. No respect.
3: And that message that Dutch recorded for Davin to... Have Lucy play to him. Oh, my heart. Oh, I, I know. know. I know. I w- I'm i just waiting for the day that our cell phone network is gets as good as it seems to be in the quad. Because darn, I can barely call, you know, my partner when she's 50 miles away. And she- he can broadcast <laughs> that signal throughout the entire quad. That's impressive.
2: I know. I have to say that was such, I mean, it was like, to me, one of those little perfect moments in a show when she's recording the message, and you see Old Town getting firebombed below. Mm-hmm. Such a gorgeous shot and the music and everything. And I'm, I'm like, oh, my feels! So, oh, that was that was amazing. Lots of feels all around, I
1: think.
3: Mm-hmm. And it left, it left off in such a place that I think we have quite a bit of questions, which is good, I think, for the end of our first season. It makes you want a second season. I think, obviously, the stuff about Davin is what is the most cliffhangery? You know, what are clients mm-hmm. for? What are clients' plans for Davin? What's he doing on on Arkin and and Red Seventeen and all of that? And like, but what the I hell think, is
2: going on there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm wondering, like, did he already do something to Davin because he was grabbing his arm and in so much pain, or was that just from him getting beat up, or had something been done to him already? That's what I was wondering. Not sure. Whatever it is, yeah, it's not, not as sure. bad as
1: what looks like it happened to Fancy Lee. I know. Oh. Yeah, we even got to see Fancy Lee in this episode, even though it was just for a second. But what are they doing to him? I don't know, but he had, like, a thing coming out of his forehead. And his eyes were black. There's, like, this metal thing embedded in his forehead, and I'm like, what the... Well, remember, Bellish was talking about reanimating people and stuff, which it mm-hmm, kind of yeah. looks like that's what's happening, because it looks like yeah. somebody stabbed him in the head.
3: Mm-hmm. And what exactly are level six killjoys for? I mean, clearly they're very deadly and they don't seem to be easily killed. Uh, but here we they seem to be in league with, with Delsea Kendry's coup. And as Dutch pointed out, you know, that's violating the oath that killjoys take about not taking size and not being political. So, yeah, what the heck is up with level six? Is level six just supposed to be like the personal
1: goon squad of the nine? I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: Now, what's the connection between the Nine and Delsea's Q again and Level 6? Because they were at the gathering, and one of them attacked Dutch. Oh, it was political assassination, right. Which was orchestrated by Klein and Level 6. Is that correct? (laughs) Somebody (laughs) correct me here. That's what we're asking,
3: Annie. (laughs) Okay. Well, no, what they showed in the episode was that a Level 6 killjoy brought in the genetic bomb. Yeah. And Delsea seemed to have organized
2: that occurrence and that she brought Dutch to the meeting at Klein's request so that Mm -hmm. Dutch would be there but I thought it was also she would be there out of the way so Klein could get Davin even if he didn't know Davin was following him I don't know no he wasn't I think that was a side effect
1: yeah he Mm -hmm. just wanted Dutch away from Old Town so that she wouldn't get hurt yeah
3: but because they say that Delsea brought Dutch to that meeting at Klein's request, does that mean she also sprung Dutch from prison as a favor to Klein as well? Because he mentions like, having to save Dutch a bunch of times from Johnny and Davin's mistakes. So maybe that was one of them.
1: And Turin was talking last episode about any complaints against Dutch getting mysteriously disappeared. So yeah. mm-hmm. we know that's Klein's doing, or at least that's the implication.
3: And we also have you know, about half of the people that we really love flying off on Lucy. And I feel pretty confident they'll be safe. But then we have Elvis and Potter who stayed behind in that bunker place. And what does that mean exactly that they stayed behind?
2: Well, I was like horrified that for a minute, the code w- key wasn't going to work and they weren't going to be able to get mm-hmm. in. So I was like holding my breath when the, mm-hmm. when the screen was coming up, I'm like, please open, please open, please open. So I was really relieved when it did. And it was interesting that, That uh, Alvis said, welcome home, doctor. So it's like, one of us. And then
1: just a minor question, because, you know, the other questions are like the big questions. (laughs) Right. But I just, I, there was that exchange between Dutch and Hills where she's trying to get in to see Alvis. And she says, you know, our history, at least let me say goodbye. So what is this history between Dutch and Alvis?
2: Well, she mentions earlier that he saved our ass so many times and never asked for anything. And we see even in the beginning, she goes to him for information or how to find a warrant. So I don't know, but I think there could be a lot there. They just have a history through the years. Well, I mean, obviously there's that. That's pretty well established, but there's also
1: this like vaguely flirtatious tone between them. Yes! (laughs)
4: And I can't tell if it's just, like,
1: friendly flirting, or if they have, like, romantic history there. I'm curious. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what I was wondering.
3: Yeah, me too. Because, hunky monk,
2: I wouldn't blame her. (laughs) I knew you were going to say this, Stephanie.
3: Although she did sort of
1: scold Johnny for his being friends with the people he has sex with, so... You know, implying that Dutch doesn't do that. So, Mm. I don't know. I'm curious. Maybe it's just flirting now. hmm they could just be flirty friends. It's possible. It's possible. So thank you so much to Fred, Thomas, Laura, Beth, Jesselyn, Alexandra, and Sally for sending us donations recently. We do this podcast for fun, and the podcast will always be free, but there are costs involved in producing the podcast, so... We appreciate it when folks are willing to chip in and help us out. You can visit askgenretv.com support for links to donate and to support the podcast in other ways like leaving us reviews on podcast listening sites.
3: And we really, really appreciate the folks that, that sent us donations recently just to say thank you again. And we're just always really surprised when people are willing to, to donate. So thanks so much.
2: I'm still surprised that people listen to us and take the time to do that, so thank you. (laughs) But to donate and go, yeah, one step beyond that is amazing, so thank you. We do really, really appreciate it.
3: And we'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Send us your feedback to killjoys at askgenretv.com. Leave a message on our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223, or you can record a voice memo with your smartphone and email it to us. And we have to figure out what our plans are for the podcast during the hiatus. I think we we might produce a couple of episodes during that time, but I'm not sure what the schedule is going to look like.
1: I think there's lots to talk about. I think we could do episodes. If anybody has, you know, suggestions for stuff that we should do, send them to us.
3: Mm-hmm. We probably yeah. would do an episode probably more like on a monthly schedule. It wouldn't be as frequently as we have been while well, the episodes have been airing because we do have other podcasts that we we do speaking of which if you are Lost Girl fans and you don't listen to our Lost Girl podcast already go find us at Drinks with the Doll on iTunes and all over the place and because Lost Girl is k- kicking back up here not too long from now so please go listen to us over there if you aren't already But we are planning, like we said, to release some more quad episodes during the hiatus, maybe some character discussions and talking about the season as a whole. Stuff like that. But like Chris said, please send us any suggestions you might have.
1: Let us know if you want to be on the podcast to
2: talk about something, too. Yeah, we'd love to have guests. Mm -hmm, That'd be cool. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the quad for season two and beyond.
1: Say it again. Say it again, Chris. (laughs) Well, she's one hell of a snapper.